starting a, a kind of series-ish. I, I, I honestly just kind of got up this morning. Um, I, I never, I rarely go to bed toiling over what I'm preaching on. But last night I went to bed not liking my direction and got up this morning and decided to go down a different, uh, different road. And really, I feel like it lines up right with this marriage conference that we're going to be going into Sunday. And it's going to be uh, kind of a mini-series or not a mini-series, a major series or I don't, y'all know me, I can go all year. I did one series that lasted almost a year. <laughs> uh, so I'm not making any promises, but on boundaries. And uh, I think we so many times have walls built up that don't need to be there that need to come down we have walls built up that no one can get through and um, just want to start a scriptural approach um, to the boundaries the healthy boundaries that we need to set up in our life and the unhealthy boundaries that we may have set up in our life that need to come down and I hope that this will kind of shed some light um, give you some different a little different approach What is that? <laughs> Golly. He's pretty, no, it's okay. The doors are probably open. Just check to see if his doors, the door is open. That's Pastor Zach giving it to the youth in there. So we just ask you, Lord, to get them. Amen. Get us in here too. But that's funny. I've never heard that before. Sound like somebody was having a fit. And that doesn't ever happen in church, does it? Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just come into this place expecting to receive from you, Lord, desiring wisdom and favor, desiring mercy and grace. Lord, just thankful for a place that we can come and, and tell you who we really are, and you just love us just like, just like that, without any change. You love us, and Lord, I thank you for a safe place. But Lord, I just ask you just to bring revelation to us that your word would just be alive, and that Holy Spirit, you would just teach us tonight. I just ask you again, as we just heard the youth being spoken to, that you would just speak to them right into their hearts, that in children's ministry, that these children would just have the word of God spoken right into their hearts, and that those workers would just love on them just like you're wanting to love on them. Just ask you to bless us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, in the physical world, boundaries are easy to see, aren't they? You drive down the road, especially since we live kind of in a, a rural area, country area, you go down the road, you don't have to go far. In fact, I live in town, pretty much, I mean, just right off of 10th Street, and I can go one block out of our house and see cows. Just can, that's just, that's just where we live. Um, we can get on some of the most main streets in our town and see deer cross the street. We have had a deer go down Jackson Avenue, just right down by Kroger. Someone just, what was that? That was a deer. You know, but in the physical world, boundaries are easy to see. Fences, signs, walls, moats with alligators, see those. Manicured lawns, hedges, those are all physical boundaries. And even though they're different in appearance, they give the same message. And the message is, this is where my property begins. Right? When you build a fence, a lot of times you're building it to let others know, hey, this is the line. There is nothing like a property discussion between neighbors. People you can just have the best relationship with. 
never had an issue at all until you start talking about where does your land go? And all of a sudden, the horns pop out of their head. And things grow on their noses. Can anybody relate? We had a tree once fall. It wasn't on our property, but it fell on our property. And I'm telling you, they, you would think that I told the person that they had the ugliest kids that were ever born to, to man. And I was just saying, I think your tree fell on my yard. Not even asking you to pay for it. I'm just stating the obvious. News report, tree fell. I'm sure I didn't act perfectly either, but that's for another story. But the owner of the property is legally responsible for what happens on his or her property. Non-owners of property aren't responsible for that property. Okay, that may sound so simple. But physical boundaries mark a visible property line that someone holds the deed to. Do you know anywhere in, the, in Cookville, if you want to know who owns a piece of land, go to the county courthouse and you can find out. And you can find out a lot. You can even do it usually from your uh, computer if you kind of know where to go. You can find out who owns it, what they gave for it, and what the property assessor assessed it for. And it's kind of scary what all you can find out. But you can find out where those boundaries are of responsibility and who to call if there's a problem. Well, in the spiritual world, boundaries are just as real, but they are harder to see. I don't think they're harder to see. I think we just don't look know, know to look at them and know what to look for. We just go through life with these things up and we don't even realize it. The goal of this series is to help you define your intangible boundaries and to recognize them as, as reality, as an ever-present reality that can increase your love and save your life. In reality, these boundaries define your soul, and they can help you guard it and maintain it. It says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart. Boundaries define us. They define what is me. And they define what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and where someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. And you know, when we finally know what, I'm what I own and how I'm supposed to operate within what I own, there's freedom. If you realize what is your responsibility, what ownership, what legal right do you have, knowing where those walls are, where those fences are, brings freedom. If I know where my yard begins and ends, I'm free to do with it what I like. I've told this story so many times about kids playing on a playground that if you don't put a fence up, they stay to the middle, real close together. But if you put fences up, they'll play in the whole area. There's something freeing about knowing where your borders, where your boundaries are. Taking responsibility for my life opens up so many different options. However, if I do not own my life, my choices and my opinions become very limited. 
Think how confusing it would be if someone said, I want you to go out and guard this property diligently because I will hold you responsible for what happens here. But the property owner doesn't tell you where the boundaries are. Doesn't explain the lay of the land. They didn't give you the means on how to protect the property. What would happen? It would be so confusing and it would also be so dangerous. Do you know that there have been family feuds for decades over land land disputes? People not knowing where the property line is. And Uncle Joe said it was here and Great Uncle Frank said it was over there. And yeah, and this one shot a shotgun at that one and this one buried his, buried his whatever over there. And I mean, my dad, there is something, I think if you research, there is a Ramsey feud either from Jackson County or Warren County. I don't know if it was Ramsey. He'd die if I say this wrong. But there is some feud within our family from years ago that still is talked about if you get in the right area and bring it up. they'll, Hey, let's talk about that feud over a property line. Yeah, we're redneck. But I believe redneck is a relative term. I believe it is everywhere when it comes to land issues. Borders, boundaries. So dangerous when we're confused. But this is what happens to us emotionally and spiritually. God designed us, designed the world where we could live within ourselves. That is, we inhabit our own souls and we are responsible for the things that make up us. One of the biggest problems that the church has is they do not know what they have authority over. And we claim authority over things that we don't have authority over. And we don't claim the authority that we do have. You want to know why the church isn't operating in its power? It's because of our misunderstanding of authority. And us not knowing what power we have. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 10 says, each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can fully share its joy. You know, down deep, we each know what our issues are. Even though someone else may be close to you, they don't know what you know. We individually have to deal with what is in our soul. And boundaries help us define what that is. And if we don't find the parameters, if we're not shown the parameters, or if we're taught wrong parameters... We are in for so much pain. The Bible clearly gives us our parameters and how to protect them. But unfortunately, so many times family or close, close, good, good friends or past relationships confuses us about our parameters. We get raised in a certain household and we believe X to be true when in reality X is a lie. We get in a marriage relationship, things go completely wrong, and we think that is the mold. When God's plan has been completely missed, but we're still living within these false boundaries. And it's basically a lie. But in addition to showing us what we're responsible for, boundaries help us define what is not our property and what we are not responsible for. Anybody here ever tried to handle something that really wasn't yours to handle? Whether it's in marriage or with your kids or with your job or with your church or just with people, and you start meddling in something that you don't need to be in, 
and it just goes really bad. Why? Because you don't own that. You don't have legal responsibility to that. You need to back off. We are not, for example, responsible for other people. Hear me now. Nowhere are we commanded to have other control. A gift of the Holy Spirit is self-control, not other control. I'm, I'm afraid, I mean, like Jen right there, I pointed at you. I am not. It's one of those things, when you start talking on something, i, I got to be careful that I don't point at you because I'm not talking to you. Now, the Lord may be talking to you, but I'm not. I'm not pointing you out saying, you have a spirit of control. Well, you may, but I'm not saying it. <laughs> but do you hear me? The Lord has not given us a command to control others. He's given us a command to control ourselves. Not only a command to control ourselves, but a gift to be able to do it. A gift of the Holy Spirit is self-control. I believe a gift of the enemy is other control. That's uh, manipulation. And that's uh, witchcraft. Thank you. That's good. We are responsible to others and for ourselves. I'm going to, let me break that down just a little bit. We are responsible to others, but we are responsible for ourselves. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says, Carry each other's burdens, and then this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So this verse shows us that we are responsible responsible to one another. Many times, others have burdens that are too big to bear. Have you ever watched someone go through something that you just knew they could not handle on their own? They don't have enough strength or resources or knowledge to carry the load, and they need help. Denying ourselves to do for others what they cannot do for themselves Denying ourselves to do for others what they cannot do for themselves is showing the sacrificial love of Christ. This is what Christ did for us. What we could not do on our own, he did for us. What did he do? He saved us. We never could do that. He did that part. This is being responsible too. But on the other hand, Galatians chapter 6, verse 5, just a little bit further in the same chapter, says, for each one should carry their own load. Now, I'm going to break this down just for a moment between the, different between the difference between burdens and load. Everyone is responsible to only carry what he or she is supposed to carry. These things are, these, um, these are our own load that we need to take daily responsibility for and work out. No one else can do these things for us. We have to take ownership of certain aspects of life that are our own load. So do you catch the difference? In Galatians 6.2, uh, 6, it says that we are to help other people with burdens. Galatians 6.5 says we are to carry our own load. This has spoken so much to me. I'm going to show you in the Greek the difference in these two words. But so many times I try to get her to carry my load. And it doesn't work. I had a great experience 
the other day, uh, it, y'all know it, we went to Florida a couple weeks ago, and it rained every day but one. And I don't mean rained, it flooded, and it flooded, and it tornadoed. Is that a word? It tornadoed. When do you ever see tornadoes in Florida? Huh? And there was also this phenomenon called red tide. Anybody ever heard of red tide? We hadn't. We're all out there coughing and hacking like ISIS had dropped a chemical bo- or a biological bomb on us, and we're everybody in the around the whole pool is all coughing, and I'm like, something's wrong. I looked at her, and I'm like, look at your phone, and uh, look at the pollen count or the air quality or something. Something's off, and sure enough, it's this thing called red tide. It was a a uh, algae bloom sucking the oxygen out of the ocean, all these dead fish, thousands of fish on the beach dead. I mean, it was just great. Coffin, dead fish, and rain. Hallelujah. I don't, what was I talking about? Yeah, carrying the load. Trying to get, I don't know. That's a good story there for a minute. Thanks. What was I trying to get you to carry, though? (laughs) No, don't bring up my, don't. Yeah, just, just stop. She's now trying to think, what all has he done wrong? Oh, was it this? No. No. Come to the marriage conference. Oh, uh, the rain. Rita Marie uh, or Rita um, and Bud were uh, trying to get to the restaurant, and they were carrying an umbrella. And Rita Marie wanted to carry the umbrella. So here's Bud, 6'2", and Rita Marie's 5'6", or 5'7". And, I mean, he's banging his head and, you know, saying, hey, slow down. And I finally said, stop. If you'll let him hold the umbrella, it'll cover you both. And that's scriptural. I taught on that on authority. That's how God works. If you're holding the umbrella, you are going to get pounded by Satan. But if you let the Lord carry that umbrella and you get under it, Nothing can penetrate that. And it's the same thing within the household and within the marriage. Let the man be the man. Hold the dang umbrella. Let go. You're holding it. My, my, when my wife tries to hold it, for one, she has this little frou-frou, tiny little umbrella. And, you know, it's just like, I don't even want to stand under that. But I get out this big, huge golf umbrella and oh, no rain's coming through and just hold on. I got you, and I will make sure you don't get wet. I may get wet, but I will see to it that you don't get wet. Okay, that was a good story. What was it about? I don't remember how that applied. Oh, about carrying your own load. But when we try to let someone else carry our load, so the Greek word for burden and load will show us a little bit more into this text. The Greek word for burden means excess burdens or burdens that are so heavy that they weigh us down. These are burdens. And these burdens are like boulders. So can you imagine trying to carry around a boulder, a literal boulder? 
imagine a, a massive rock that you cannot carry on your own. It's impossible. You may try, and people try to, but they can't do it. And these burdens are like boulders. They can crush us. We shouldn't expect to carry a boulder by ourselves. It would break our backs. We need help. And you know what? Those boulders are our issues that happen in time of crisis and tragedy. Those big moments that you just cannot get through on your own. You were not called to get through them on your own. But to contrast this, the Greek word for the word load means cargo or the burden of daily toil. This word describes the everyday things that we all need to do. And these loads are like knapsacks or like a backpack, a normal backpack. We sometimes go to Disney and we load our backpack down with about 80 pounds worth of Cokes and ice and food. And I carry that. And I'm, now the longer the day goes, the lighter it gets because the kids start eating. And I'm like, you want a Coke? Yeah, please, please drink a Coke. Drink two or three Cokes. And her, can we please hurry up and eat lunch? Because it, it lessens. But a normal backpack, think about a normal backpack for your day, what you need for your day, these knapsacks that you can handle, that is possible to carry. We are expected to carry our own. We are expected to deal with our own feelings and attitudes and behaviors as well as the responsibilities God has given to each of us, even though it takes effort. Regardless of where you are in your life, regardless of where you are in your health, regardless of what circumstance you're going through, you can handle this load. When it, uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 5, now everybody's looks different, but your load you can handle. His word says, my grace is sufficient for you. But when it comes to the burdens, it says in, in uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, we are to help people carry those burdens. Do you follow this? The problems arise when people act as if their boulders are daily loads and refuse help. Or as if their daily loads are boulders that they shouldn't have to carry. And the result of these two instances are either perpetual pain or irresponsibility. Do you know someone that won't take care of their responsibility and expect someone else to do it for them? Drives me nuts. And I can tell you there are times in our marriage and our life that I'm not carrying my load. This has been very, uh, this has been very good revelation to me to see the difference between burdens and load. I am to carry my own load. No one else can carry that for me. And I don't need to feel entitled that someone else should. And I don't need to complain to God, God, why are you having me? What are you talking about? Be quiet and pick it up and walk. Get up. I'll help you. I'm with you. Now that boulder over there, you need help. The problem is we reverse it. We try to carry that boulder and then fuss every single day about our load. You're carrying a load of something. It was a joke. My wife got it. Unless we want to live in pain or become irresponsible, it's important to determine what me is, where my boundary of responsibility is, and where someone else's begins. 
Boundaries help us to distinguish our property so we can take care of it. They help us to guard our heart with all diligence. We need to keep things that will nurture us inside our fences and keep things that will, that will harm us outside. Boundaries help us keep the good in and the bad out. They guard our treasure so no one will steal them. They keep the pearls inside and the pigs outside. Now, I want you to, I want you to hear me just for a second. We need to be able to open our boundaries to let the good in and the bad out. So many times we put up walls that no one can penetrate. Our fences, listen to me, our boundaries, our fences need gates. Our, our, our fences, our, our boundaries need gates. Why? Because you've got stuff in you that needs to come out. And you've got good stuff on the outside that needs to come in. If I have pain or sin inside, I need to open up and communicate to God and to others. Why? For healing. I need to be able to open up. Confessing pain and sin helps to get it out so that it does not continue to poison me on the inside. One of the most powerful things that I've done in the last year, and I'm not a big journal journaler, is to write down what I think of myself. Someone once recommended, sit down and just write down. Don't worry about what you're writing. Just write down what the thoughts you have about yourself. And I wrote it down and looked at it and thought, I know that's a lie. All I have to do is look at it. But I needed my boundary to open up to just say, okay, let, let me give this to the Lord. Let me say it out loud and let me hear this. And let me line this up with God's word. God's saying, Paul, you know the word, but you're not seeing it. You know it. Watch what happens. I can just see God just say, watch what's going to happen. This is going to be awesome. Watch him do this. Well, that's a lie. Oh, yay. He got it. Way to go. That was awesome. That's God saying to me as I've been living a lie my whole life. But we've got to have a gate. Do you know the scripture, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the king of glory can come in. When you come in here to worship, that's the first thing you need to think. Lord, lift up my gates. Let my head be up and let me be looking and let me be open to what you have for me. And then worship. And watch out. Get your eyes open because God's coming in. The king of glory is coming in. Somebody say amen. Amen. And when the good is on the outside, we need to open up our gates and let them in. Jesus speaks of this phenomenon in receiving him in receiving him and his truth. Other people have good things to give us and we need to open up to them. But unfortunately, we close our boundaries to good things from others, staying in a state of deprivation. Now, let me say this as I close, I think. Yeah. Boundaries are not walls. Boundaries are not walls. The Bible does not say we are to be walled off from others. In fact, it says that we are to be one with one another. We are to be in community with them. But in every community, 
all members have their own space and property. The important thing is that the property lines be permeable enough to allow passing and strong enough to keep out danger. Do you remember the story about David saying, hey, go ask this guy if we can cross his land. It's going to be quicker for us to get there. And let's go through there. And the other places that he crossed their land, he always came back and sent them blessing. But the one that said, nope, you're not going through, and they had to march around and go the other direction, things didn't go well for that guy. In fact, I think he died. Did, uh, did David's wife come out of that? Was it Abigail that came from that family? <laughs> You're praying about it as you Google it. <laughs> this is how uh, Pastor Justin wins at um, Church Jeopardy. <laughs> he cheats. I'm kidding. He doesn't. I don't think he does. We're going to take his uh, award away, his Alex Trebek award. Okay. But your property lines need room for people to be able to cross. They need room for be for people to be able to say hello to you and just I don't know if you all heard me Sunday say, but the, the most precious resource that we have in the church is you. It's the people. Because the things that you have have equipped you to rescue someone from the pit of hell. But if we get those borders up going both ways, no one's going to get it. No one's going to get it. Boundaries are not walls. But unfortunately, we do the opposite. We keep the bad in and the good out. We close ourselves off, holding the pain inside. We do not open up and express our hurt and get it out of our soul. We do not open up and let support in from the outside to heal us. And we continually allow others to dump more pain into our soul, causing us to carry so much pain and remaining held back, people holding people off in order to help us. We need to reverse those ways of our boundaries. We need fences that are strong enough to keep the bad out and gates for those fences to let out the bad that's in us and to let the good in that God has for us. We're, what we're going to be dealing with over the next few weeks is, um, I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if you can relate, but I don't know if you have people in your life that just suck the life out of you. And the Lord's not telling you to get away from that person. The Lord, is, I believe, is going to be telling you to set up appropriate boundaries for that person because, because you're doing everything for them is not helping that person. In fact, it's hurting them. And it's hurting you and more than likely hurting other relationships that you're close to. And vice versa. If you're that person sucking life out of other people, I'm going to be praying and asking the Lord over this, over this study that you will see what's unhealthy and what's healthy. Even in marriage, there are so many things, so many things that go on inside closed doors that are inappropriate boundary, boundary lines. And what you don't realize is if we can get those appropriate, it's going to improve your marriage tremendously. Not hurt it, 
But unfortunately, you've probably been programmed in your upbringing to believe something to be true, that it has to be that way, that you have to be controlling, that you have to control the money, that you have to control everything. That you ha- I'm using the word control, but it's not true. I believe that godly boundaries is a, is a pathway to great freedom in so many ways. So I want to encourage you, hang in there with me. I've, I've got somewhere to go. I believe the Lord has something to teach us as a church, um, as couples, as for relationship, for the community. You know, there are times, we're going to learn, there are times to say no. Sometimes good things are asked of you. If someone asks you to go feed someone, there are, that, this may sound dumb, but there are some times you got to say no. Even though it is a good thing that's happening, sometimes you need to say no. But there are also sometimes that you need to say yes. And we've got to learn to say yes to the right ones and no to the wrong ones. And be okay with it. And go on. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Father, I just just ask you just to show us, Holy Spirit, again, just start now. We don't have to have a whole series before we can start moving for you to show us, Holy Spirit, maybe what's inappropriate, maybe in the way that we communicate with our spouse or within our own home, with our children, Lord, but also um, outside the home in our work, um, maybe with friends uh, or family members, a parent that, that can't let go. Um, a child that has inappropriate behavior. Lord, I just ask you for mercy and grace and for truth. Lord, we're looking for truth, and your word says that your Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth. So we're not getting away from that, Lord. We We are after your Holy Spirit. We believe your Spirit is in us. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in us. And Lord, let us take our appropriate authority of own, and ownership of what is ours. And Lord, let us handle our relationship and carry our own load. But Lord, let others help us. Let you help us carry our burdens. Just thank you, Lord. We just bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen.